Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. I mean, does it get any better than a three ball with 0.5 seconds remaining for the win that you gotta have? The Toronto Raptors on very thin ice, but it still holds. Yeah, they, they, had, to, they had to have it. Had I mean, to. there's just no doubt. And the, I mean, the dunk with a half second left and you go oh my goodness i can't believe the celtics i mean you can't believe it but they're gonna go up three games to none right here and then a complete cross-court pass for an open three with a half second unbelievable what a game that was to tell new one is one of two nine espn radio swx montana television if you missed anything in the first hour of the show listen on the podcast the podcast is available wherever you get your podcast you can check out the two telling nuanas podcast you listen to the podcast all the time thanks to blackfoot communications if you want to call 361-3688 is the phone number 361-3688 the phone number all guests join us via the rangish brothers rv phone line don't forget you can text that number as well always like getting text through people cruising around doing whatever well not you know while you're driving i understand that that's a bad one but you know what i'm saying when you're out there listening around in the world give us a text tell us uh, what you think thoughts or feedback we take that 361-3688 also if you want to listen live you go to our website 10290spn.com the stream is available all the time the stream tunes you into the show live and into this show live from four to six each Afternoon Mountain Standard Time, thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Second quarter has just commenced. Milwaukee 
up one point, 30-29. That was the end of the first quarter score as they play in the uh, third game of the Western Conference semis. Big three by DiVincenzo. Have I said it right? You got it. Dante DiVincenzo. Like that player. Villanova. He, he's a, he's a, he is a, he's fearless. He is definitely fearless. He is such a good defensive player, too. Mm, mm. That's, I mean, that's his value. I think a lot of people wondered if he was going to be athletic enough to play at the NBA level, and he absolutely is. So 33-29, now Milwaukee up four. Coulter, I know you want to talk some NBA. You want to talk some numbers about the association. We do have the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports coming up here in about 15 minutes from now. So go ahead, hit me. What do you got? Well, I just want to talk to you a little bit about uh, just the betting lines on these games because it's so funny how in the NBA, more than half the teams in the league make the playoffs, right? Sure. 16 out of 30. Yep. Yep. But – it's just the, the the way that it looks and the way that the visual experience is the the proliferation of basketball, it just goes it gets cut in half right after the first round. And instead of having multiple games a day and night, then all of a sudden there's just two. Yeah. And sometimes there's just one. And uh, I th- so now here we are where they only have four series left. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that the Heat are a formidable challenger to the Bucks, and I think that clearly, the, I think the Celtics are the better team compared to the Raptors yeah. in the East. So that's going to be intriguing. Those those games are, are going to be fun to bet because uh, I think that there's some real strategy that goes behind picking who's going to win win. Because I just I don't think the Heat are going to sweep the Bucks. The Celtics might sweep the Raptors though, and if you ride no, they out, they won't. But I mean, if you ride those bets out, we'll see. We'll see. But that's what. No, that's, but I mean, they actually won't. I oh, right, mean, they lost the Raptors, last night. The Raptors won last night. That's right. Um, but then the other two in the West, I think that the betting element of it is interesting because the Lakers and the Clippers are going to be huge favorites. I mean, the Clippers just destroyed the Nuggets last night. They did. Right now, it, the the spread for tomorrow is uh, Clippers six and a half. What do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I I uh I don't have a good feel for that series and that matchup right now. Um I listen to a lot of people talk about it, you know, the 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 studio crews and so forth. As it as it pertained to Dow, uh, Denver coming off a, a very emotional, highly charged, very difficult and barely got through seven game series. Uh, against Utah and the Clippers had I don't I think they played one game in eight days prior to their game yesterday certainly and so the question was obviously one of rest I think it's less about physical rest and more about emotional sort of investment like you get through it and can you yeah. can you get yourself well, ready to go it's also about matchups well, and, of course it's well, about matchups. Oh, it always is. But, I mean, I really think that the worst playoff matchup that existed in the playoff field was the Nuggets versus the Clippers. The Nuggets have literally no one that can guard the six best scoring options on the Clippers. Well, like, Batres Herald even has a, a, a significant mismatch, let alone Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Lou Williams. I mean, I just think the Clippers can score anywhere they want to because the Nuggets just are not very good on defense. Well... I mean that may that may be the case. I don't know. I'm just saying that I don't take game one as a great indicator of of the matchups. I, I don't I don't accept totally. That. I think that it was clearly the Clippers got going. They were ready to go, and Denver wasn't able to hang with them. And I think the, that that the second game will be uh, be better. 
will be a better game, but also will be a clear revelation of just how well Denver stacks up or doesn't with the Clippers. Six and a half, I don't know. Man, I I, I just don't know where I would go with that. I don't have a good feel uh, for for this series. I think the Clippers are a really good team. I think Denver's pretty darn good. And they got, I mean, they got a number of great, they have a, several great players on their team and, um, and are going to be a tough out period, no matter who it is that they're playing against, even if the Clippers are the better, deeper team. It's the thing that you always have to remember with the NBA playoffs is because it is a marathon, not a sprint. And so when you are coming off of an emotional Game 7 win, when the other team has had a bunch of rest, not only are you tired, but if you realize that you're going to be you know, you're going to be chasing the, the Greyhound the whole game, you just shut it down. You say, okay, well, one nothing is not that big of a deal on a neutral court. Let's rest up, live to play another day. You're not going to empty the tank. You're Absolutely. Not gonna, you're not and they play. did that. You can right, see right. it. They shut it down. I mean, Jamal Murray and Jokic yeah. hardly played down the stretch. I mean, yep, that's, yep. Just, that's just what you do. But then the other series, you talk about a team that had to have a lot of things go their way to outlast the Thunder in the Rockets. And then the Rockets, not only that, but they they have the most noise around their team right now because they were supposed to be a championship contender. They're still in the playoffs, so it's hard to say that they're not, but they're playing, uh, I think, unquestionably the favorite for the NBA championship in the, the LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't accept the unquestionably it, portion okay, of that. that. That's fine. But but the number one seed and yes. LeBron James, yep, and yep, you yep. know, I mean, they have... They have less for Anthony Davis than anybody in the NBA. Anthony Davis might average 45 points a game. <laughs> but but if the Rockets shoot the lights out, I mean, if they literally let Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is going to shoot the majority of his baskets inside 10 feet and at the free throw line. Yeah. If they trade threes for twos, that's the whole strategy. It's the other guys you can't get loose for the Lakers. But my question for you, though, is I think L.A. is going to be heavy favorites in all these games, and the game one spread indicates that they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites and it's negative 5.30 for the win for the Lakers. So that means you got to bet so much money to even make yourself a buck. And uh, Yeah, I mean, you don't bet the money the line if it's minus 5.30, but I, I like the number for L.A. Uh, because I think that the Lakers probably do to Houston what the Clippers did to the Nuggets. And that, I mean, Houston has the exact same story, right? They're two days removed from a very difficult, very emotional, barely got done Seven game series that was that uh, was an emotionally charged series, you know, going against former team uh, for Harden and Westbrook, and so I I uh, and, and I don't think it's a great matchup. I mean, I think this is even a worse matchup. You said you thought Denver's the worst matchup that there that there is in this postseason with them with Clip, the Clippers. I don't think this is a great matchup at all for Houston, but uh, in this first game, I would be. I think a double-digit Laker win is very much in order. I mean, that's what I would expect. I, I totally agree. Do you – okay, so let me ask you this. There's not odds on the series uh, yet for the ones that haven't uh, – for the Lakers series yet. But what what do you – I mean, what what's the what's the over-under on games? Is this a five-game series, a six-game series? I think it's a five-game series. I think it's a five-game series. I think it's a sweep. Yeah. I think, I think I think the Rockets will get one. I mean, here's the thing. Going back to the matchups for for the Nuggets and Clippers. Yeah. The one you can talk about that and should. I mean, that's it's fine. The one thing that you can't do is just assess 
the night that Jamal Murray is going to go for 53 and and 12. You know what I mean? Where where a, a guy who's a superstar who has a level of talent like he's got and Jokish, by the way, the same is just going to have the night where they're not going to be denied. And Harden and Westbrook both possess that characteristic. They both have that. And even though I think that it's this is this is the Lakers series all day long, I think that there's enough enough talent and enough uh, uh, you know veteran uh, you know experience on on both of those two guys and in Houston in general that they get one and maybe even two in this series. I don't I don't see it going longer than six and again I, I predict five, but I don't think it's going to be a sweep. It's so funny when you get to the playoffs because it's a very rare occasion when the superstars don't at least produce. Mm-hmm. Scoring a bunch of points does not mean he actually played well. Having a huge stat line does not mean he actually played well. I mean, Chris Paul did not play well in Game 7. He had 19 points, 12 assists, and 11 rebounds. He had triple-double. That's, that's I mean, and Chris Paul's never going to be the 35-point-per-game guy. You'd actually want Chris Paul to be 20-12. and 12. That's what you want him to be as a point guard. And he was, I think, negative eight in the plus-minus because he had six turnovers. So sometimes stats lie, but he at least produced. There was numbers to be had. It's very rare that you get like a Pascal Siakam in game one against the Celtics where he gets in foul trouble and doesn't do anything. It's very rare. I mean, even when Giannis in game one against the Heat went four of 12 from the free throw line, he still scored almost 30 points. You're going to get the production even if they didn't play necessarily well. But then that's why it always comes down to Lou Dort. But the, the the odds always play out in that scenario as well because Lou Dort has the game of his life in Game 7 for yep. the Thunder. He hits six threes. He's got 30 points. But the last shot he takes is the only one that matters, and it gets blocked, and your strategy worked, even though you let Lou Dort score 30 points because Lou Dort had the confidence to take the potential game-winning shot. And that's a better-case scenario for you when you're the Rockets than Chris Paul or Shea Gildas-Alexander or Dennis Schroeder or even Danilo Gallinari. And so the strategy ends up working. But that's what it's going to be important to me in the Lakers-Rockets series. Regardless of how James Harden shoots it, he's going to get 30. Regardless of how Anthony Davis does it, he's going to score probably 35 a game. LeBron, he's going to be 25 to 30. Westbrook, he's going to be 25 to 30. Who's the guys that tip the scale? Does Eric Gordon hit five threes? That's how the Rockets win a game is if Eric yeah. Gordon goes and scores 20. But then on the other side, that's where the Lakers, that's the one weakness the Lakers got. Is you know what you're going to get from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But how much faith do you have? And can you get some sort of production out of Kyle Kuzma or Alex Caruso or Contavious Caldwell-Pope or JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard? If all those guys just do a little bit and they all combine to score 30 or 35, then then you're okay. You're good to go. One of those guys goes off, you're great to go. But that, that's oftentimes what it comes down to. If, if the Lakers get production from anybody outside, outside their two superstars, inside track to a sweep. If those guys falter at all and the other guy, I mean, because to me, when you're talking remove the two best players on each of these teams, the Rockets are actually better mm. in a couple spots. Yeah. I mean, a guy like uh, P.J. Tucker, he's better than anybody else on the Lakers, really. And a guy like Eric Gordon is, too. So the, the Rockets actually have advantages after the superstars. It's just a matter of then taking advantage of those advantages. So if I'm understanding you correctly, don't let your serious survival, your survival as a team, come down to a three by Lou Dort. You got it. 
That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. Thank you, Burn Street. Thank you, Burn Street. All right, so let's go through it real quick. I know that we're already... Uh, what's the, first of all, give us an update on the Bucks game. Ryan has it on his phone. I don't have it available. Seven twenty nine left in the second quarter. The Milwaukee Bucks are ahead by four after Lopez. Is it Brooks? Uh, Brook, Brook, Lopez. Yep. Okay, because I think Robin's in the in the deal as well, but he's got he's no, he got, plays for the Bucks. Okay, but he's got the hair right. Brooks Brooks got his shit yes, he the shave the head and Robin went sideshow Bob and you have poured water all down your shirt. This Amazing. Is this is great TV. Brooke Lopez, Just two everywhere. free throws, seven and a half minutes left in the first half. 39-34, Milwaukee's up five. Okay, so there you go. There's this your is update. a nice shirt, too. Well, you didn't ruin it. It's just water. I know, but it's not a good look on the TV. They, uh, no one can see you. I know it's a profile. Um, where are you at on this series, though? Do you, do you think the Heater, the, uh, it, they have the inside track now, they're up 2 nothing, and they're fighting hard in Game 3? No. I mean, what right, you, right this second, yes. What Right okay. this second, yes. But I think Milwaukee so, wins this game, and if it's 2-1, I still like Milwaukee. Here's my take on the, the Miami-Milwaukee series to this point. Twofold. One, Jimmy Butler has been and remains to be one of the great irrational confidence guys in the entire league. Oh, I don't think it's irrational. But all I'm saying is Jimmy Butler is a very good player. He's an all-NBA type talent. Yes. He fully believes he's the best player in this series. He's never considered that Giannis Antetokounmpo is better than him. Not for one second. <laughs> Jimmy Butler fully thinks, oh, we're going to go beat these young guys. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. So, one, you have a dude who truly believes he's better than the MVP. Yeah. But also, Miami's been tougher. They, they've been they've been they've been tougher and I cast that out in this respect I think Milwaukee's been very good defensively yep. the heat have been great defense and that's great. And that's why I love this series it's actually too bad it's happening right now because I think these are the two best coaches left in the playoffs these are the two best defensive teams left in the playoffs this is the best chess match left in the playoffs and Spolster, Eric Spolster's out dueled coach Bud in Milwaukee mm-hmm. thus far yeah. and the heat I think the heat also has some sneaky really fun players but I agree with you I still think Milwaukee's going to find a way to get this series out but make no mistake this series is going to have a huge impact on the rest of the playoffs because Milwaukee Miami's going to draw it out of Milwaukee they're going to drain them yeah and that's that could have an impact on the Eastern Conference Finals quickly Toronto and Boston are you with me that the Boston's going to cruise I think oh, I don't know about cruise but I think Boston is going to win this series they're, yes. they're just the better team right yeah, I think I think so and I, I they they have they have shown that they know how to play especially at this time of year and they are uh, I mean they're they're completely talented this is no there, there's no mismatch here I, I think this is a fairly even series in certain respects but I I think that that Boston is going to win this series yes to another another pair of exceptional coaches Nick Nurse and Brad yes. Stevens are really good in this one and I too. have both Los Angeles teams yes with ease right uh yeah I mean I I still think the Nuggets Give me have numbers I you said already, five, said, four, said, four, four, one Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about the other? I, I think I think we get to six with the Clippers, Nuggets. Um, if you're the Nuggets, are you happy with that? Because well, there, no. there was there was a little bit. Of, all I'm saying though is like there is some. Well, we can build off of this narrative that goes in with young teams, like the the Mavs, for example, when they lost in six to the Clippers. Oh bummer, we had a chance, but we can build on this because we have some young guys. Is that a similar narrative for the Nuggets? I mean, it, it certainly is, but I don't ever think that that's a narrative that any player accepts. And for if sure. You, if, so if, if you're a player on a team, there's no, there's no, hey, man, we're in a great spot. We're going to, you know. I mean, you do think maybe in a couple of days, hey, we're, we're, we're still really good. We're going to get better. Let's reload. But 
I think there's only winning and losing when you're a player. But I, I do think that the organization can sit here and go, hey, we are poised to be to, to even take yet another step and be a championship contending and ex- even expecting to win franchise for you know the next several years. Last question. Okay. I do think all four of those coaches in the East are ex- exceptional. Yes. I think that no, there's no scenario that can play out that any of those guys will be on the hot seat anytime soon. Okay. In the West, um, obviously Frank Vogel's safe until he, LeBron decides otherwise. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we've talked exhaustively about Mike D'Antoni. It's not if it's when, unless they somehow pull off a miracle and win the title. Yeah. Doc Rivers is not going, I mean, he's, he's all good. So the last question is, though, is Mike Malone coaching for his job in this series? No. You don't think so? I mean, in NBA circles and the NBA podcasters I listen to, they have talked about the scuttle that there's a lot of question if Mike Malone is good enough. If if the Nuggets stick with Jamal Murray and Nikolai Jokic, is Malone good enough to pull out defensive principles to help the Nuggets get over the top? I I No. I think Mike Malone is a very, very good coach and one of the already one of the top coaches in the NBA. I, I, I seem to like him too. I, I is, just, I just believe guys like Ryan Rosillo because he just talks to NBA executives. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they are more connected than I am here in Missoula, Montana. But well, and they also create the narrative. You Mike, know what I mean? Mike Malone. I mean, he's, he's off the pop tree. And that's the tree you want to be from, and no that's question. the endorsement you want to have, and he's got it. And I think he is going to be the coach there for the next two to more years. And as they continue to be successful, I think beyond that. Sutel Nuwana is 1029 ESPN Radio. Okay, so uh, I suppose we should go to the phones. Head to the Range Brothers RV phone line. I got no idea what this is about. Uh, the producer of the show, once again, is not in the studio or even in the office. We talked to our friend Tommy. Evans on the phone. Hello, hello, Tommy. What what has happened? Well, I just wanted to talk to you guys for a second. I know that you're not the biggest fan of sort of opening the proverbial curtain on the air and sharing with the listeners the behind-the-scenes technicals or whatever of your program. Yeah, only when Coulter uh, spills on himself. That it is. Well, that's what we're going to talk about here, you guys. It's a brand-new studio. It's There's so much equipment in there, you can't be throwing water around those consoles. <laughs> you know, here, don't worry, there, Tommy. Man. None of it got anywhere besides on my shirt. The thing is, Tommy, is he Good. didn't spill water. He he missed his mouth attempting well, to take a drink. I, I actually was attempting to answer you while Poured in the it down shirt. of taking a drink. So I actually, in fact, spit down my shirt. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, right. too, is... Well, the, I just the number one piece of equipment that's going to explode is Coulter's personal computer and not actually the radio equipment that's yeah, here. I still don't have a computer. Oh, boy. Oh, that feels like a, a shot fired right there, right across the bow, Tommy. Oh, no, I just want the wide drive on my computer so I never have to see you guys again. <laughs> All I'm saying is keep your liquids away from my consoles, boys. Okay, Thank you, Tommy. Songs about rain, Tommy. See you next week. The chick who doesn't know sports. Yeah. All right, all right. Next. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. So bad. You're on 
if by chance the former king of the double wide trailer is listening that song goes out to you and sorry I haven't texted you back buddy but I will come to your Halloween party thanks for the two months of notice wow king of the double wide what a, I really hope what a the moniker. king is driving, man. It's two Telling Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Oh. Coulter misses his garbage shot, and I mean that literally. Piece of garbage. Into I, a, I will play you in a here. shooting contest of any form or fashion, anytime, anywhere. Well, good for you. Any amount of money. Good for you. Uh what are we doing? Oh, radio. Right. Uh, hope Check you're well. It's Tutel and Nuanas. We're glad to be with you. She made it in from traffic. We're happy about that. By the way, if you're tracking on uh, Twitter, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, a uh, quick update for you as they play three minutes left in the first half, and the Milwaukee Bucks up 10, 53-43. So a good sign, at least at this point, for uh, the number one seed in the East. Hello, friends. Happy Friday to you. And like we like to do around here each and every Friday, we welcome in our dear friend, Carolyn, who is the chick who doesn't know sports. It is presented by the Iron Grizz. Carolyn, hello. Headed into a Labor Day weekend. Gracious mercy. Three whole days in front of us to do with what we choose. And yet... On a Friday, this is what I'm looking forward to the most. This oh, moment right here. Stop. No, it's a fact. Oh, it is wow. a fact. Blushing. When's the last time we actually worked five days in a row? It's been a long time. Months. Well, yeah, think, maybe well, a I think, month. Since I think March? I think one week in <laughs> August. Since the fourth of July, I think there's been two full weeks that we worked five days in a row. Yeah. I mean I've worked yeah. Well, lap way of to put in a hard week, huh? Let's not let's not let's not split hairs here. Okay, it's the late. I don't day. have any left. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire today. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right, Carolyn, uh, what do you got for us here? Well, this probably isn't breaking news, but ha-ha Clinton Dix yes, was cut yep. by the Cowboys. Yep. And the only reason well, I'm bringing this up. Honestly, I, I did not know that. I hadn't didn't. seen that. Oh, you didn't. Oh. I saw Adrian Peterson got cut by Washington. Imagine what the experience is like to have been Adrian Peterson for your whole life. And, and then get, get cut. cut. Never been cut in your whole life ever Not one even time. Close. Like no, never no. picked you've last been, in gym class. Been the best athlete in everything you've ever done since the day you were your son's age. Yes. Whereas I am not sure what it would be like to make a team. Uh, in any case, <laughs> do you know what Ha-Ha Clinton Dix getting cut? No, means? no. Do you know what that means? He's going to Green Bay. Earl Thomas. Earl yeah. mm, Cowboys. Mm, but really, yeah, why right. I'm bringing this up is when I read the headline, I read it as, Ha ha, Clinton Dix cut by Cowboys. Didn't we already go over Clinton, yes, ha ha, Clinton Dix because, because of the bear situation where he was the most athletic person on the planet running from the bear? Which um, again, every time I read a headline, I read it as, Ha ha. Like, I don't realize well, that. Aren't you going to name your next kid that? Yeah. Ha ha. Um, I'm. It is... <laughs> It is somewhat surprising that he was released. I I, uh, I don't know the circumstances other than what you're talking no, about. It's just money, just right? to get yeah. just to get Earl Thomas in there. But it's not like Hawkland Dix can't still play. He's still good. Yeah, he's still good. And I think you know he's a veteran safety at this point. I mean he's he's got to be seven years in, right? Seven seven years in the league, yeah, something may, like that. Maybe somewhere around his mid to late twenties. So uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see where he lands. But yes, thank you for letting us know that. <laughs> Clinton Dix was released by Dallas. 27 years old. Oh, just a baby. Um, did it, you know... For six seasons. Six seasons. Okay. Did you know that you can now place a bet at Wrigley Field? They have partnered with a company where you can do in-person sports 
betting. Well, you know what? You actually can't place a bet at Wrigley Field. Well, it says right here you can. Well, not if you can't go to Wrigley Field. Okay, well, let's get... <laughs> I mean, why don't we be a downer? I'm trying to think <laughs> Ryan Tutel is funny. Okay. I guess not today, but yes. next year. Okay, so you can sit there, hammer home your $15 Bud Light, and... Old style. It's take, Chicago. Oh, old style. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. And... uh and place bets on the game. And presumably this is going to be one of those dynamic betting scenarios where you can bet on the the next guy getting a hit or a strikeout or a fly out. Like, you know, in real time, you can actually bet on what's going to happen at this very at bat as it's happening rather than the game itself, which of course you can only bet on prior to the first pitch. So um, is this, you can only bet on the game or can you bet on all baseball? I, I mean, I don't know. I would no. assume you can probably bet on all baseball. Right. I mean, if you can bet, you can just make you can probably sit there and make bets. If Do you, you want. think people, since we're so used to this as Cubs fans, just bet against the Cubs right in Wrigley Field? No, they're like they're like 22 and 15 right now. Yeah, I don't know. That whole there is God, right? Yeah. It's just they won the World Series. The Cubs have been good. Yeah. Listen, guys, I don't know if you realize I'm stuck in the 80s when it comes to Chicago <laughs> well, sports. Right. Among other things. How dare you? Shaq and Rodman. That was the 90s. Oh, right. Okay. <sighs> Clean it up. Michael Jordan is now an advisor for the FanDuel. What do you think of that? Is it FanDuel or is it, is it DraftKings? DraftKings. Yeah, DraftKings. Uh, that that doesn't surprise me at all and, in fact, is sort of funny, right? Like, because the entire the entire gambling history of Michael Jordan and now for him to be an advisor with this thing is sort of like, well... Probably unhealthy. Yeah, that's probably about right. Unhealthy. Well, I don't think healthy is. Well, wasn't he an a, like gambling addict? Or? I mean, Michael Jordan's never done anything that is healthy besides run up and down the basketball court. The it, way he played basketball, his mentality, it's all unhealthy. Oh, it's drastic. I, I argue this all the time. The standard that Michael Jordan set for what greatness is in the NBA, while Certainly, the unbreakable standard is not a good thing in a lot of ways. I've said this a million. Like Kobe Bryant tried to be Michael Jordan, and it was not a good thing for his mental health. Kobe and, Bryant was not really having fun the majority of the time he's playing in the NBA. And and that was the thing too about Kobe is he he shifted out of that sort of towards the end, and then after his career was over. Totally. And I've said all the time, I mean, Michael Jordan's my you know childhood hero sure. all across all sports. Uh, I would, if I, you know, if I was going to pick a million times over, I'd rather be Charles Barkley than Michael Jordan. Just in general. Just, just, just in your life. Your life. Yes. Right. And right. what you, what, you know, well, the, the perception of happiness that he's sort of experiencing and, and, and that, and Michael's just like, he, I think he's probably come off it a little bit, but not enough to make it actually joyful. Would you agree with this? The last dance was the first time as an American public we saw Michael Jordan any sort of happy since he hit the shot against the Utah Jazz. I mean, Michael Jordan couldn't even be happy the day he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. He goes up there and <laughs> rips the whole world to shreds. He did? Oh, he got up there and says, this is what motivated me. You told me I couldn't do it. You told me I couldn't do it. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. You doubted me. He was never like... On and on. No, yeah. It was unbelievable. He like ripped the world to shreds. I mean, the only thing that I would say is this is certainly the perception of Michael Jordan, and I, I think that it's a true perception in many ways. He also very obviously and very clearly, and I give him a lot of credit for this, wanted nothing to do with being in the public anymore 
at all. Well, that's how your legend resonates so much, right? Well, I mean, maybe. And also, I think it's just personal. Like, I just think that you are exhausted by for the sure. the gnats of humanity that are flying around for sure. you for, the, for all that time. For sure. So, with that in mind, you know, we know that he uh, was divorced and now remarried and then had twins and has, you know... Uh, he's got a whole new segment and section of his life that we know nothing about, basically. Sure. And and I hope that he has found something like contentment or happiness or something like that in there. And I don't know that he hasn't. But yes, to what you when what you look at and what you see when you think of Michael Jordan does not appear to be anything but axe grinding competitiveness, which is, yeah, it's not healthy. And, you know, and he's a gambler, which many of these guys are. I mean, Phil Mickelson wouldn't be the great golfer he is if he wasn't the gambler that he sure. is. That's what that's what he is. And Michael Jordan, the same. I think that we're doing Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, 25-part yeah. podcast series yeah. about Montana's 1995 National Shameless Championship. Plug. It's our well, show for I mean, crying out loud. I mean, we're doing a 24-part podcast. Series. We got to make sure people it's listen to so this so good. Thing. <laughs> I know. It's great. I'm just teasing. But I, I, I asked Andy Larson, the kicker for the Grizz, who yes. made the kick to win the National Championship. I asked him this specifically because I think that it's one of the pivotal things that happen to athletes. No matter how good of an athlete you ever were or not good of an athlete you ever were, if you're just a high school athlete that played varsity sports at Big Sky High School like I did, a lot of time, and bore, or you played for the Grizz, and you were okay, or you were good, or maybe you didn't live up to expectations, or you play in the pros. But so often you're going to have these defining moments in your sporting life, and if it's something like Andy Larson where you make this kick to win the national championship, now you just did something so unforgettable when you were 21 years old, and that's an amazing thing. But how do you outlive that? How do you outdo that? Well, in and, his case, he moved to Portland and Baltimore. Right, right. Where no one knows. That, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I loved talking to Andy, and that's why I asked him that, because it's a very fine balance to be able to consistently talk about the thing that defined you when you're a youth, but then still enjoy that it's a part of who you are, but not let it define you totally. For right? sure. Like the guys, and this is what Shaquille O'Neal is going through right now, right? He sits up there on Inside the NBA, and he can't give a piece of analysis, because all he says is, well, they ain't me. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Shaq Daddy would have killed him. You know, like he That's can't. What you, I love Shaq. I do too. It's so funny, but it's gonna get tired. Like when he's yeah. when he's sixty. I mean, God willing, he makes it to sixty. Yeah. When he's an old guy, and and most of the people watching the show don't have this immediate memory of how good he was, they're gonna be like, "Who's this guy?" You Wait, know? Why wouldn't he make it to sixty? Well, because seven, he's two seven, and 380 two, pounds. pounds. So it's like a Great Dane. They only make it till they're eight. So well, I mean, is that what it is? Uh, or I'm being serious. No, no. Totally. I mean, it's like my buddy, my buddy Derek, one of my roommates in college. He He's six foot nine. And he used to always, when we were in college, he'd always freak out about it. He's like, boys, I'm already like a third done. I'm on borrowed time. Because like, <laughs> he always used to say, have you ever seen anybody that's 70 or older that's taller than me? Oh my God. And it's a legitimate question. I mean, the only two guys I've ever seen in real life that are 6'10 or taller that are in their 70s are Phil Jackson and his brother. I eat a fair amount, but Shaquille O'Neal and I, who are, we're, we're close to the same age, yeah. uh, has certainly eaten you and three times as much Nah, nah, Shaq's probably 10 years older yeah. than me. Yeah, Shaq's Shaq, like older Shaq than was me. In, was a number one pick in 1991. You weren't was a senior. 91? You weren't a senior in high school until 99. That's true. Okay, so he's, yeah, he's, you know, five... Five to seven years older than what I are am. you. You're forty. All I'm saying is that Jack's he, forty-eight, so he's eight. Okay, years older than but he he is like if 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 part of like your body clock is just like processing energy, 
now he's he giant people just do more of it and like it's just a higher revving engine than the rest I of us I guess I just have. don't want to think about a world without Shaq alright what else you got Bucta well Ardolis <laughs> Chapman Raldis Chapman yeah. he's suspended for three games for throwing a 101 mile per hour pitch at an opponent's head yeah that's like this the that's a it's an annual headline right mm-hmm. what is wrong annual, with this guy who would, why do you do There's that? There's a lot wrong with him, I think. Yeah. You know, he He's had some pretty well-documented uh, temper issues. That's definitely downplaying, and he's had some... Uh, domestic violence. documented domestic violence issues. He, he throws a baseball harder than anyone. Uh, he, 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 I mean, he's probably the most legendary fireballer in terms of his consistency of being able to throw over 100 miles per hour Besides Nolan Ryan, ever right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys that can touch. Well, not a lot, but there's some guys that can touch a hundred on the gun, but they usually can do it for a year or two. He's been doing this for at least half a dozen, maybe more than that, years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been around for a little while now. Yeah, he got suspended. Both managers were suspended a game, and uh, it's uh, you know, I don't know what the beef is other than it's always a baseball beef and if you're going to throw at somebody and especially if you're going to throw at them at triple digits you can't go up high just period ever listen i don't know what this guy's problem is but he should just be happy they're playing and be a good sport and do his job does he get fined for this like if yeah i think i mean i think first of all if you're suspended it is it's no pay getting paid right so that's significant and i don't know if there's an additional fine to it Raldis Chapman's been in, this is his 11th Major League Baseball season. Wow. He holds the Major League Baseball record for the most consecutive uh, games with a strikeout. With 49, he struck out a batter 49 consecutive appearances. He also holds the Guinness Book of World Records record for the fastest pitch in a Major League Baseball game, 105.1 miles wow. per hour. He almost made it with this one. <laughs> 105. That is. That's crazy. That is something. Just give me the three strikes. I'll just go sit down. I'm not even wanting you know, to stand you know, up. You know how they, like, they walk people yeah, now? Yeah. Coulter just walks up and goes, strike out. Then <laughs> back to the dugout. <laughs> you wouldn't try? Oh, are you kidding me? You Never. swing right Never. when he starts throwing it. Oh, I would. No, if, no. If I, I was guaranteed to not to be hit by the ball. But you're not. And I that's the, his swing. whole thing. That's <laughs> his whole thing. He might just drill you like he just did. All right, Buckter, what else you got? So yesterday we were at uh, Universal Athletic because you guys had a big photo shoot and we had to find something for Coulter to wear. Yeah. And I noticed on a lot of t-shirts there, the number 37. Yes. And I didn't understand the significance. Welcome to Missoula. You've only been here about what, 20 years now? 10, almost 11. Do you go to Grizz games? No. Clearly. I've been to three. She's the chick who doesn't know sports. Yeah, I mean, what... What are you, why are you guys acting surprised? It's in the, the title. The best part about Carolyn is that she actually comes to our pregame show for the whole thing and then goes home before the game. 37 is the legacy number at the University of Montana. It gets passed on from one player to the next who is a native Montanan who gets to choose who the next native Montanan on the team is to wear the jersey. It is very hallowed. It is They raise a 37 flag at the games. The 37-yard line has its own special 37 a number on, in the white turf on the side and you are literally the only person <laughs> listening to this show and happen to actually be on the show that does not know that. Well, I know now. You do. Jeez, Thank you for asking. Sorry to bother you I, with not my just, sports. I'm just helping you out. You seem very annoyed. A lot of a lot of programs have a lot <laughs> of, annoyed. A lot of programs have legacy numbers. <laughs> um 
I think you'd be hard pressed to find a program in the United States that has a legacy number where every time it's been passed down, almost almost in totality, the player that has inherited the jersey has gone on to unbelievable success. There's been hardly any, so it's a it's a it's a rite of passage, right? Mm-hmm. Guys from Montana are the only ones that can wear it. This started with Craig Paulson back in the '80s. He was actually an offensive player, but he gave the jersey to Tim Houck, Bobby Houck's younger brother, who then went on to become arguably one of. I mean, I would argue he's the greatest defensive player in the history of the University of Montana. He went on to play in the NFL. For, he, he had the best professional career, absolutely, hands down. He played in the NFL for 13 years. He's still a he's the coach, uh, safeties coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. But um, Tim Houck then started, he, he established the tradition of passing it to a defensive player. And Tim Houck's nickname is Hitter. So 37 has always been defined as the designated hitter of the defense. The, the Montana dude who's tough, who can bring it. And I mean, honestly, all the way down the line, these guys have been all American caliber players. Um, you know, from Jason Crebo to Andy Pedic. I mean, Carson Bender is the one guy who didn't maybe have the national success, but that's because he blew out his knee and it, I mean, it wasn't his fault. It was the dirtiest play I've ever seen against Weber State and that started this war of retribution between the two programs in the late 2000s, but that's here nor there. It's been amazing because many of the 37s, they haven't just been good players. I mean, a, a lot of times the 37 is going to get put in a position to succeed, but these guys have then far exceeded that as well. Multiple guys have gone in the end. I mean, Zach Wagaman, Jordan Tripp. I mean, these guys were NFL draft pick type guys. Yep. So, uh, as far as, again, a lot of those programs have this tradition of passing along a number, but there hasn't been really any program that I can think of where pretty much every guy that's worn the number has been like legendary. Well, I know your next podcast is the number 37. There you that's go. The, uh, that'll actually be the last Grizz Grits podcast we ever do. We're saving that one for the very end. Wow. That's dark. Anything else? Have a great weekend. Thanks, Buck. Enjoy the three days. Be safe. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> The chick who doesn't know sports very, very clearly. What's the number 37? I really, I am aghast that that, that that was real. How could, you know, I mean, I understand, but like, I mean, I come know, on, man, you know, it's like, all right. Stu telling the one is 1029 ESPN radio. Hey, the chick who doesn't know sports brought to us by the iron Grizz American Bistro. It's over there off of uh, South Avenue. It is adjacent to in fact in the university golf course attached to the clubhouse there and i don't know in the last time maybe you were over there and by you i mean yes you the listener our dear friends but uh if you haven't been there in you know a year and a half two years wholly renovated completely redone interior beautiful wood uh uh you know countertops tables the whole thing patio outstanding and they have completely overhauled the food and it is some of the best food you can get in the city of missoula over at the iron grizz they're growing their own garden up there using uh uh, the uh the ingredients from that garden in the cooking that they're doing spectacular stuff and coulter we got something for the people do we not we got a free appetizer and bottle of wine from the iron grizz this is like $35 $35 value. I mean, Let's you go. can get whatever bottle of wine you want. Plus, the appetizers are great. So give us a call right now, 361-3688. Second caller, we'll give you a bottle of wine there and uh, appetizer to the Iron Grizz. That's a great place, man. It's uh, You get a little free entertainment with the first tee box right there, right outside the, the windows. You can sit on the deck, base them out, set in one of the most picturesque places in all of Missoula. 
And be sure to check out the beers, too. They fill them up from the bottom. How about that? It's not a tap. It's like a CO2 from the bottom, and then a little cork goes in the bottom. I can't even comprehend it. It's pretty cool, pretty innovative. UM Dining Services is doing a great job all across campus, especially during these strange times. And their crown jewel is the Iron Grist. Go check them out, 515 South Avenue West. Located at the base of Mount Central at the University of Montana Golf Course. Go try the Iron Grizz American Bistro today. And 361-3688 right now. Caller number two for a bottle of wine and an appetizer to the Iron Grizz. We'll wrap up the week, get you set for the weekend, take a look at Grizz greats, and also uh, what we got on ESPN Radio for you for Labor Day next. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. Detail Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good to be with you. Happy Friday. Looking forward to Labor Day. Good to wrap things up with you on a uh, Friday evening, afternoon, especially when we're headed into a three-day weekend. Uh, if you uh, missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast, the Detail Nuanas podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts, available all the time. Thanks to our friends at Blackfoot Communications. Rate, review, subscribe, check out the podcast. Speaking of, Coulter, Grizz Great Silver Anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. That podcast series has begun. It is out. You can go listen to the first couple of episodes right now. We will have new episodes for you dropping next week as well. We're excited about that. Our partners at First Security Bank and Blackfoot Communications helping to bring that to you. But uh, we, uh, we've we got, I don't know, about a dozen of them in the can most recently. Super Dave, right? Dave Dickinson uh, is uh, spent spent quite a bit of time with us. Actually, great to talk with him, catch up a little bit, and uh, help fill his time for crying out loud. He's going to the office. He got nothing to coach. They shut down the CFL for the season uh, in Canada, which would normally be going on right now, uh, which maybe benefits us because uh, we got to have an extended conversation uh, with Dave, which was a ton of fun. But this has been a, a, a great series to do so far. I'm really uh, proud of it, excited about it, and uh, hope you enjoy listening to it as well up on Spotify, Transistor, or go to grizzgrates.com. Just go to grizzgrates.com. You can listen to it right there in your browser. They got the uh, Montanan magazine from when Dave Dickinson was inducted in the National College Hall of Fame. Uh, those watching on TV, there's Super Dave. Those listening, I'm sure you can imagine what the cover might look like. This has a great Q&A as well with Andy Larson, who is of First Security Bank now, but was the kicker who made the game-winning field goal mm-hmm. in that game. And uh, Andy's podcast is up. It was a great, great um time interviewing him he's an awesome guy he remembers the memories pretty vividly and uh mike boucher is also featured in this magazine q a mike boucher the inside linebacker on that team and, and also the son of bill boucher who was the president for security bank at the time and uh, mike boucher uh, we just tracked out his contact information so we'll probably get him with the, in the can as they would say uh this uh, this next week but we'll keep rolling him out this uh this following week 
probably share with you one of the first coach episodes uh, that we recorded this this upcoming week. And yep. We'll have a couple other featured ones as well. So go on all your podcast uh, listening platforms to search Grizz Greats. That'll get you there. You can check out both our previous Grizz Greats featuring all nine living head coaches from the University of Montana men's basketball team, as well as the three episodes so far that we've done of this year's Grizz Greats. Uh, this weekend, ESPN Radio, here we go. Tomorrow, Celtics Raptors, 4 o'clock right here on ESPN Radio, and then that will be followed by a little Major League Baseball Rockies Dodgers plan. Then Sunday, huge day, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Bucks Heat Game 4. They're playing again right now. The Bucks seven-point lead at halftime against the Heat. That'll be Game 4 there, followed by Hello, Cubs cards at 4 o'clock on Sunday. So 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And then Labor Day, Braves, Marlins, we got for you. The other thing going on, the Tour Championship is going on right now. Today was day one. That it'll be a four-day uh, championship. But I love this thing they do in the PGA, Coulter, where they bring in 30 guys. There's no cuts. And it, they just stagger the field. So Dustin Johnson started at 10 under today because that's where he had earned the first place right. spot and so what they do so is that's why I saw that score exactly. yesterday we couldn't figure out what so if it was He was 10 not. under John Rahm was 8 under uh Justin Thomas was 7 under and then you ju- and that's where they start at and you just play from there and then whoever has it is the tour champion for the year DJ 3 under today John Rahm 5 under they are now tied uh, within this system at 13 under uh Justin Thomas at 11 under and Rory McIlroy who had a baby this week nine under there by the way you know what's happening monday the first installation of monday night football yes you heard that right byu navy byu navy playing football on monday night for you on espn radio boys and girls have a great great labor day weekend enjoy yourselves stay safe take care of one another out there in the world we'll be back with you on tuesday to tell nuanas it's espn radio enjoy the hoops the sports and all the rest of it get commencement ready at the montana state bookstore your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the msu bookstore you can obviously visit the msu bookstore on the montana state campus the montana state bookstore your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day, visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.